0: these things that I was asking God for and um, I, I deserved them and somehow it's unfair that God wasn't giving them to me uh, I was asking God for more all the time instead of thanking him for what he'd always given me and like a lack of satisfaction and these, what I've come to realise is these are all symptoms of thanklessness um, which less the fester can be really dangerous um, why? because they feed into the lie that God has forgotten me His blessings are for others, and I receive the raw end of the deal. They feed into the very dangerous lie that this life is actually all about what God is going to give me, rather than the glory that should be given to him. It feeds into the lie that what God has given me now isn't already enough. And it quashes the joy that should come from life when our eyes are open to the lavish blessings that God has already given us, making us feel low and dry also a really self-indulgent way of thinking. There you go, I've been really honest with you now. Um, at 2 Timothy 3, verse 1-2 says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for so people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful. Notice how being ungrateful goes with those kind of, those ugly words. In in another place, Paul says, let there be no filthiness, no foolish talk, no crude joking, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So here it seems that gratitude and thanksgiving is the opposite of ugliness and sin. It's not a good thing to be ungrateful. It's not just a a little thing, it's actually quite a big thing. So... Uh, in a table format, if we were going to do a table format, we're beginning to build a picture of ingratitude being tied to self-indulging, arrogant, self-exalting, pride, whereas gratitude is humble, other-exalting, redirection of focus away from ourselves. And so this is my first reason why an attitude of gratitude is so important, because ingratitude leads and invites to other sinful behavior to all these ugly things in our lives. It stops us from looking at Jesus and encourages us to focus on ourselves. John Piper uses an analogy that really spoke to me, and this is where I need the picture of us, And he says, when the high springs of gratitude to God fails at the top of the mountain, soon all the other pools of thankfulness begin to dry up further down the mountain. And when gratitude goes, The sovereignty of the self condones more and more corruption for its pleasure. So to unpick this picture, uh, to unpick this, I picture a mountain, and quite simply, the high spring of gratitude to God begins at the top of the mountain, and then flows down the mountain, trickling into all the other pools of things that we can be thankful for in our lives. However, if the gratitude to God begins to dry up at the top, then we become less and less thankful, for all of the other things in our lives. All the other pools of thankfulness become dry too. We stop seeing his graces provide, that he's provided and the blessings that he's lavished. And even the scandalous grace of the gospel becomes less so. And so in turn, God somehow becomes less so to us, appearing less sovereign and somehow less when we stop being thankful, that's when those things in Timothy that we were reading about, being lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, and abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, that's when those things start creeping in. And you may think, Lydia, there's a little bit of a leap there to go from not being thankful to God to all those nasty words. But you see, an attitude of gratitude is so more than just uh, saying your thank yous out of obligations. out of obligation and politeness to God. But rather it's a whole posture of gratitude. It's a whole lifestyle. It's recognising who we are and who God is. And that he has blessed us immeasurably, whether or not we feel like it or not. If we are not thankful to him, or if we cannot recognise what he has done for us, then God moves out of our focus. And when our focus shifts from God, because we are sinful, naturally, our focus tends to end up on other things like self, money, um, and things that are not of God. But when we're thankful to who, for who God is, uh, then we, can, we can't help but praise him. And a thankful person can't be those kind of things um, as well. So my second reason why an attitude of gratitude is so important is simply because it is his will. So 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is his will that we give thanks. That's pretty clear. So we are currently in the process of moving house, trying to move house, and we haven't been sure on whether or not to buy this house or not. And it's been a real area of uncertainty and I've wanted to seek God's will in it. And I've really wanted him to tell us whether or not to buy it or not. So here is a conversation between me and God. This is like a, a regular conversation. Uh, Father, please let me know your will in this situation. I really need you to tell us what to do about this house. God, well, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God through Christ Jesus. Okay, so I say yes. Yes, God, thank you for that reminder to be thankful. I needed to hear that, but getting back to my request, I want to know what you want me to do about this situation. God, I want you to give thanks in all circumstances. Me. Yes, I know that thankfulness is so important, and I've neglected that area, and I'll work on it, but thankfulness is kind of a constant need that everyone kind of needs to work on. So this, this is urgent, and I kind of need a clarity and direction, so what do you want me to do? God. Lydia, I am being specific. I want you to give thanks in all circumstances, and right now in this particular circumstance, for this is my will. So we are to give thanks to God, simply because it's his will that we do so. And why? Well, this leads nicely onto uh, onto my third reason why an attitude of gratitude is important. Because ingratitude stops us from seeing the providing and guiding graces that he's already given us. I feel like God has been talking to me in the whole house process and other other proce- other situations, and He's been saying to me, Lydia, until you learn to give thanks in all circumstances, much of my will for you is is veiled. I have guiding and providing graces for you that you can't see now because of your ingratitude. My will is for you to be thankful in all circumstances because I am faithful to guide. It says that in Psalm thirty-two verse eight and provide Philippians 4 verse 19 for you so can anyone else relate to those kind of prayers you're kind of really longing for God to tell you his will i'm getting some nods that's good and when in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 we are told that his will is to give thanks so i've been really challenged and oh my goodness when i started to give thanks in this particular circumstance My whole perspective has changed. And I have gone back, but i come back as well. Um, And I saw what God has already provided us with. I started to uh, receive the grace that has already been afforded. I started to give thanks for the financial blessings that even allowed us to afford this house. The answered prayers with our current house. The great times of fellowship with youth and with small groups. And the times of family that we've had in this house suddenly I remembered God is faithful. I'm worrying about this house and where he'll need us next, but he's already provided and therefore will provide. My whole posture changed from one of worry and fret to one of gratefulness and peace, knowing that I can trust him. And I just then wanted to worship God for all he has already done. So that's just an example of how we can go from being, you know, I was moaning and and negative and, And then i i just started thanking god and the whole thing changed and i cannot tell you how powerful it was therefore hear me when i say that it's altogether possible that god's answer to our prayers for guidance and provision might actually be give thanks in all circumstances and that may not be our greatest felt need right now but it may be our greatest need And if so, God's perhaps frustrating answer is actually a great healing mercy to us. And that is why God so often commands us through biblical writers um, in the Bible uh, to give thanks to him. Think of the Psalms. These statements are uh, sprinkled all through them. I will give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Surely the righteous will give thanks to your name. And think of how Paul weaves references of God through, through his letters. I give thanks to my God always for you. I do not cease to give thanks for you. I thank my God in remembrance of you. We ought to give thanks to God. And of course, give thanks to God in all circumstances. These are not the commands of a vain God that just wants to lap up thanks. These are the loving prescriptions of, of the great Physician. They're the loving reminders of a caring father. Just like a parent helps a child cultivate thankfulness through frequent reminders, God intends these frequent reminders in his word for us to give thanks to him. To help us experience the profoundly healthy and deep joy of seeing his grace and feeling grateful. And it does, it brings joy. So here, I've tried to answer why an attitude of gratitude is important. Ingratitude invites, feeds and leads to other simple behaviour. It is his will. And three, ingratitude prevents us from seeing his guiding and providing grace and therefore prevents us from feeling joy. So what do we have? Now Onto the what. What do we have to be grateful for? Now, as individuals, we have so much to be thankful for, right? You may be actually sat here wanting to punch me right now because you actually don't feel like you do have much to be thankful for. You may be sat here going through a really difficult time at the moment, Uh, going through a financially hard time. It might feel like things are going wrong in relationships for you um, and you just have lots to moan about. And don't punch me. um, But I would challenge you to stop and start thanking. Just take a pause and start thanking. Start thanking him for the breath in your lungs. You're alive. And um, start thanking him for creation outside the trees. This church, our church family, sitting beside us, uh, the, our ro- this roof over our heads right now, the warm building we're in, the coffee in your hand, the chocolates, the shoes on our feet, the laughter of the kids. Little um, Lily, really, I think it really was. Um, uh, singing in worship and it was just me. And um, we have so much to be thankful for. And that's just in this room right now. Never mind the things in your lives as individuals. Sometimes, and, and that's not, sorry, this is not pretending that everything's okay. And it's not pretending or ignoring the issues in our lives. It's just about thanking first and shifting our focus so that we are in a place where we can remember who God is and his promises to us. So let's make a list now we'll of all the things collectively we, as a body of Christ, um, can, can thank God for. And Lord, I pray that as we list these things, uh, our hearts begin to worship you, as we remember all that you have done for us. So as Christians, we owe the most gratitude to God. Uh, we believe that he has paid the greatest price for us. In Romans six verse twenty three, it says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift, uh, sorry, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord." Our sin separated us from being able to actually have a relationship with God. Without God, we live in sin and we deserve death. But God sent His blameless and perfect only Son to die on a cross to take our punishment for everything that we have and will ever do. And Jesus took that on himself. He died and suffered the immeasurable pain of being separated from his father. And he then rose from the dead to rejoin his father in heaven. And because Jesus did all this for us, we can stand guilt-free, blameless, shameless, and we are welcomed in as his children. We can know the creator of the universe, as our father and our friend. And it's crazy, isn't it? Because sometimes this just becomes words to us again, like it, it's just washed over us, and it, we lose that, 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 it doesn't spark that, that cause, that, that desire to praise anymore. But we have everything to be thankful for in the gospel. If this is you, and the gospel has become so familiar that it no longer sparks something within us, that makes us want to give praise, then I would really encourage you to spend some time with Jesus, reading the gospel, and just start simply thanking him for it. And as you do, my prayer is that that thanks will cause you to fall on your knees and worship as he reveals to you afresh what he's done for you and for us all. So how? Practically, how do we cultivate an attitude of gratitude? Well, unfortunately, cultivating an attitude of gratitude is not easy, and there's no quick hack, no three easy steps to a thankful heart. Um, It's almost as hard as as habit building. It's a bit like that, really. Um, And it's got to be something we build upon each and every day. Um, And it will get better as the days go by, as I've found. And eventually it becomes more of who we are than what we do. We become a thankful person. Not there yet. It involves training ourselves. So although there are not easy steps or tricks, there's got to be things we can do. So I'm just gonna share with you three things that I've found um, that helps me. So number one, taking time alone with the Lord and just starting to thank him. In fact, starting off every prayer with thanks. It's all about getting the priority right and shifting the focus from ourselves and back onto God. From what we want onto what He's already done for us. I was once praying for a friend um, in church, and I was as I was praying, she would not stop saying, "Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you." And it's got a bit of distracted. I can't concentrate. Um, but then I really, I was really encouraged by it, and her thankfulness just made me wanted to start, wanted to start saying thank you. And actually, then what we were praying about actually became secondary to. A praise, you know, for God and for what He does, and um, it's contagious to so just start thanking. Number two, and um, encourage each other to be thankful. So, in our small groups or with an accountability partner, we should be encouraging each other to be thankful, not out of a guilty obligation, um, but out of an unashamed desire to feel joy. It's easy to moan, isn't it? It's really easy to moan, but but um, thanking, thankfulness sparks joy. It says in Colossians three verse fifteen, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as a members, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and to be thankful. Thankfulness sparks joy. We're meant to do it together, and we want that for each other, don't we? We want each other to feel joy that deep, thankful, irrespective of our circumstance, knowing who God is, joy. Number three, lift of thankfulness. Now, this is something I thought was cliche and I didn't think would be helpful for me. Um, But after an honest conversation with a friend of mine, she encouraged me to keep uh, some paper and a pen by my bed. And she said that the next time we'll meet, uh, I want 100 things on your paper. And oh, hundred things, goodness. Um, can you have a few puppets or? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, and I actually found it so helpful. And I, I, I start scribbling, and I'm like, oh, that happens as well. Oh my goodness. And it helped me to be more thankful to God, but it also helped me to be more thankful towards the people I was thanking. Like when Matt took the boys, you know, um away on a Saturday morning to give me some time, or, you know, I thank God for him, but it reminded me to say thankful to him as well, and you know, how, how brilliant he is. So, and who doesn't appreciate a thank you? So having said there's not three easy steps to cultivating an attitude of gratitude, I have just listed three, but practical steps in the right direction, that I found really changed my perspective, and, uh, and is starting to bring deep joy back. And in fact, three weeks ago, and I'm coming to the end now, but um, my family was struck with COVID. And for those of you who know me, I'm not somebody that likes staying inside for very long at all. And I'm also someone that loves people. Um, And for just under two weeks, we ended up having to isolate. Um, And I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't thankful throughout it all. Um, However, something is changing in me. And something is shifting, and in that period of isolation, that change in me became obvious, became more apparent. Because instead of just moaning, I began to think of the things that I had to be thankful for. Like Jonah's walking came on leaps and bounds. We sorted the garden out a bit. I did stuff with the boys that we wouldn't usually have time to start or finish. Um, uh, the family recorded stories for the boys, and we got them to listen to them, then we reenacted them. And, Matt and I had loads of evenings together. Also, the weather was amazing, sunny, dry and perfect for getting out in the garden. And on the whole, we all stayed well. There was loads to be thankful for. God did not leave us in that isolation, but he joined us. Pip spoke um, a few weeks ago about telling our story, and mine at the moment is that I was becoming an ungrateful person. And I am becoming, God is doing a work in me and changing me to be a thankful person. And all I've done is start thanking him. And he is doing the rest. And he is changing my heart and it is exciting because I can see and feel the difference. I can feel the joy. Uh, Thanklessness is a spiritual unhealthy weight that slows so many of us down in the race of faith more than we might know. God has more guiding and providing graces for us than we, uh, for us, that we will discover if we lay aside and run with thankful joy. And how do we do this? We simply begin by obeying God's simple but crucial command, give thanks in all circumstances.